0: okay okay all right uh this is nate gillum and i just wanted to welcome everybody to the first episode of torture survivors speak uh it's a podcast uh from the torture survivors uh who are with uh the chicago torture justice center and i have here with me today uh anthony holmes uh hey anthony how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Um, that's good. I'm yeah. Uh, if you could just say a little bit about who you are and uh, and what this podcast means to you,
1: okay? My name is Anthony Holmes, as you said already. Uh, but the podcast means to me and others like me, which are survivors, uh, Verge, is that it's everything because it shows what happened to us. You know, it, it explains some of the things that y'all know about. It explains the things that we went through, been going through, and still going through, trying to get this program off the ground because you know we got a reparations and we won the reparations, and ever since then we got a son of the bills So far, you know what's going on. We got um, you know, the memorial that's going on too, which is a part. And the main thing is that what we you uh, we didn't gather from the, from the times that we've been going through these changes is that a lot of people don't know about us, but we're trying to get, you know, get known because we're the ones that kicked us off. And so that by us kicking us off, we're trying to do the best we can to help everybody we can and let people know what's going on with us and the center. And so then we began by saying about the center. The center was created to help the ones that's coming out of the penitentiary survivors and torture and stuff that we went through, but basically it's, it's about us, you know, trying to get out, get ourselves in, in, in control of each other because the things we've been through are still, you know, still a bonus It's going to be there. You know, they, they ain't going to never leave. So saying that all is that this is the thing about it, every, everything that we do now is to make sure that everybody's aware of what's going on and understand what happened to us so it won't happen to them. 'Cause we're not stopping and we're not giving up and we're still fighting the best we can. Right on. So we gotta do it through the court. Yeah. So the sun up, the up. So when you got when you first come home, you come now, you know, we, we offer the thing offer the programs that we got, the few that that it is, and we're working on more as we go along. We're getting off the ground now, you know, we've been, we've been crawling, but now we begin to walk a little bit. Okay. And hopefully with our y'all help. And, and, and the broadcast that we're speaking on, get it spread out to more people and let them know where we're at. And when, you know, it, it ain't going to be open really until about, I'll say maybe next month, you know, because we got a new place. Okay. But the thing of it is, you can always call, you know, up, you know what I'm saying? It's called Chicago Justice Sunday, you know, and that's what it's about. But like I was saying, what it is is that when you come home from the penitentiary or been locked up for a while, in county jails or whatever, whatever problems that you have that you didn't have with the police or conflicts, then you know, we gotta kind of leave that tension to you and, you know, from you and help you negotiate or gather, you know, go, go through the things that you gotta go through to get yourself back to normal again. And that's what the sun is about. We got people that can talk to you and you can talk to, and they understand what's going on to you. They ain't trying to play games with you. What they're trying to do it is open the door for you to understand them and so you can be able to relate what happened to you with the police, whether you were sent to the penitentiary or not, it's open for anybody. Anybody can walk in and talk. Anybody can call in and talk. So that's what we're about. And like I said, we help as best we can. You know, we uh we funded a little bit, but we're not funded funding like we wanna be and we will be. But the thing of it is that the little bit that we got we offer it freely. You know, there's no charge, none of that. You know what I'm saying? We just here to help you understand your situation so that we can give you some kind of substance to move on. You know what I'm saying? Instead of let it cool you down, like we're trying to do.
0: Okay, you know, I just want to, to, to jump in on that a little bit, okay. Anthony. Uh, cause uh, okay. like Anthony said, it's, it's the Chicago Torture Justice Center in Chicago. And uh okay. you can even go to uh, Chicago Torture and uh, find out. You know more about who they are and um i do clinical consultation there and uh, uh brother anthony recruited me into the chicago torture justice center uh years ago and uh so so anthony it, you said that there is not a uh physical building right now i know there was for a number of years before the uh virus but, mm-hmm. yeah we got we got
1: another building it's that, gonna open up over there on what line I think it is. Okay. And it's sixty uh, on, on my line, I think it is. when I'm mistaken. but okay. don't quote me on that because I, I don't know that address by heart. Right. But uh, it will be open. You know, you can still call in. You know what I'm saying? We got people there, you know, that listen. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you got the numbers, man, so you can get it to them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They can call in. All
0: right. I'm just gonna look that up right now as we're talking, and um, okay. yeah. I'm gonna put that into uh see you put it into my phone. Uh but also uh Anthony, um you mentioned John Burge. If you can just tell the audience right. who that is or who that was. It's John not, Burge not living one of anymore. The,
1: uh-huh. Yep, right, he passed. John Burge was the main obstacle that touched down on all of us. In other words, he was the one that they had sent in to clean the Chicago streets up. And gave John Burge a card blanche. Okay. John Burr started torching, started snatching people off the street, you know, he didn't care if you were guilty or not. And he forced you to give statements that you didn't do, you know, a crime that you didn't do, because that was his job. And okay. that's what he did. And he he went to the extreme. What I mean by extreme is, you know, he suffocated us uh spectra shocked us, mocked execution, you know what I'm saying? And he whooped some of us, you know what I'm saying, but the bottom line was his whole job was to get a statement from us, a confession that he can use to get us into the penitentiary.
0: How long did this office. go on? Is. Okay, how, how it long? Went
1: did...
0: every... mm-hmm.
1: It went on ever since 72 all the way to, uh, to 90, 90, 91, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But it went on after that because, you know, people, uh, when they finally got, got you know, when they finally fired him, I think it was in 90, Four, uh, okay. 93, somewhere around now. All right. But meanwhile, the hundreds of people that he had locked up, hey, locked up, got, got convicted for the statements that they, they they gave falsely. And then uh, now we in the process. I'm skipping a lot because mm-hmm. we got more time to think on this. But sure. the thing is, I'm giving you a brief outline of what's going on and what we're trying to get across on this podcast. Got it. Got
0: it. But
1: the main, okay. But the main thing is that he was you know he was you know he went from a, a, a detective to, to a ship commander and you know he had uh, numerous officers working to find him all white because you know, he didn't know he didn't have no black officers working with him and he and, and he didn't bob he wouldn't he didn't respect no officers no way except the ones that work with him his crew yeah he taught them the things that he was doing that he learned in vietnam we didn't okay. find all this out late on through the trials and stuff we went through. Later on, you learn about that. But right now, I just want to give y'all an introduction about what's happening with us and what we're trying to do. We're trying to establish with y'all out there so that y'all can call in. Um, whether it be on, you know, call in on the phone to the center or call in to the, to the show. I want to, yeah. That.
0: I got the number, too. Okay. Okay, Can't that's, uh, it's 773- uh 9620395 and that's to the chicago torture justice center 962 two0395 yeah so anthony yeah, um bro. what would you say then is um uh when a person is released who's gone through something like this uh uh sponsored by the state uh that state sponsored um, uh, terror and torture. Exactly. Yeah. What What do you say, what was some of the hardest things uh, that you had to deal with um, once you got released? And how did you get released? I made parole. As I said some years.
1: But the point is, is this. Um, the things we went through, I came again to tell you about them. I can tell you basically some the things. I can only tell you what happened to me. But oh. others had different things happened to them okay. from the same office that yeah. was on the bird. But birds tortured me himself. stuff. He suffocated me with a plastic bag put over my head and injected he me. He had handcuffs on my ankles and, and, and had handcuffs had handcuffs behind my back on my arm. And he put wires from a from a generator. There was there was the black black we call it the black box. Yeah, and he had to wire it hooked up, and he had to little uh, turn him on the way it turn But he also had to plug it into the wall, was drawing the electricity. and through that, that's that's what he did to, us. and not only me, but you know he did, you know, he used prongs and all of that on different guys. But me, he just used the black box, plastic bags until I mean like, 20 hours, maybe more than that, three hours, I mean 20, 24, two days almost. You know what I'm saying? He did me like that, and I got to the point where I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was going to come. And I didn't care, cause I had almost gave up one time. And I remember them bring me back to, you know, bring putting air back into me and setting me back up in the chair. But that was consistently, and and, and sort of consistently, that I lost my bearings. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care, you know, I just wanted to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think no one ever understands. But if you ever seen this movie called Shad uh-huh. uh, Out of Africa, you there's a scene in there where you take Richard Round, they take Richard Roundtree and put him on a, a metal table and they put and they, and they handcuffed him down, but they put uh, wires from a generator onto the, and and and, 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 and they hooked them over the wires and they were shocking him with a machine when pushing electricity that through it and that's what that's what reminded me of the black box when I was wow. when I was going through them changes and one would never think that that would happen but it did happen and it, and it continued to happen even after I went to jail and everything else because I was one of the first ones that birds got okay. and I was the one the and I was one of the ones that went to court against him but the thing when I want to express to y'all is that there's no comparison to the regular police, you know, when the police arrest you, they might slap you around a little bit, but this man trying, was trying to kill us or make us think that he was trying to kill us. Okay. And he did a good job of it. And the sad part is after all the stuff we went through, but well, nobody believed us.
0: Okay. That's, a, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yep. being believed. Uh, you know, a lot of people say the story is hard to believe. I know one uh, source is John Conroy, uh, article in the Reader that talked about right. it uh, way back when. And I think that's one of the ways that it got out to the public. Um, right, yes, you know, through that story back in the 1990s. Um, mm-hmm. but this thing about not being believed is, uh, um, how did you get people to, um, uh, and what is it like now, even when you hear people don't believe it or? Uh, uh, that kind of thing.
1: But see, the ones that, the ones that they don't believe it is the ones that, you know, they probably didn't, they, didn't pay no attention to it because everybody felt that the police was always writing what they was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we had no time that was they write what they was doing to us. They did what they wanted to do to us because people were like, you know, uh, was in charge of, the uh, and was in charge of uh, words and them. They lied, they covered it up and made sure that nobody accepted Right. It, it, when it, you know, it was, it was the state's attorneys was a part of it, and they, they and they had some judges. And they would try to get di- direct us to them judges that they had. But see, the problem is, is that they was doing what they wanted to do because, like I then they put them up there and told me they wanted to clean the streets. So they called themselves clean the streets. So it didn't matter if we did anything or not. You know, if you had a reputation or something, or you were part of any kind of organization, they locked you up, plain and simple, and they tortured you. You said what they wanted you to say, and they said, sort of, you know, and all of did. Everyone that they charged them went to the penitentiary. You know, oh. so very few people was ever released on that. You know, if they was released, it's because they you know they didn't have them, but they were not uh, uh, in the rank and file that they wanted to get. But the bottom line is, the people that they got, I can't say everybody didn't do it, but I knew I didn't do it. And I ain't got no problem by saying I did. Some, you know, I ain't got no problem taking my own way because that's how I was brought up like that. But the point is, is that these men tried to kill us. This man, Burry, me for numerous hours, and he suffocated me with plastic bags, told me not to bite to him, and I did. You know what I'm saying? And he still put another one over that, and so I couldn't breathe. You know what I'm saying? And then he was electrocuting me at the same time. Wow. And they brought me back two times, and uh, like I say, it was more than once and more than five, you know what I'm saying, times. But the bottom line is, when it was all said and done, at the end of the story, he got what he wanted out of me because he broke me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I ain't no, I ain't no been treated like that in my whole life by any police. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, usually you police, you know, like I said, they'll jump on me a little bit, but they didn't try to kill you. And this man was trying to kill us. Okay. You know what I'm saying. I can only speak for me, but when you hear from everybody else that, that, that this went through, they'll tell you the same thing I'm telling you. You know, you, you know, in the room, you know, and there was six poor visas, you know what I'm saying, six officers. And, all you know, I see them, you know what I'm saying, they're looking at me like I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying, and they laughing and stuff because what he was doing. You know what I'm saying?
0: So and then, like, so, just, yeah, uh, what you're saying that uh, what really a lot of what was behind it was uh, the mayor at that time uh, wanted the city uh, uh, cleaned up. Uh, and I'm right. assuming you mean like downtown.
1: Oh, it not so much downtown, but they, you know, they they want that clean. But they want to get the gangs, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to get them moved out of the way, so mm-hmm. they can, do, you know, you know, I guess they're trying to get some some stuff in. But the thing over there, they wanted to clean up because you know there's a lot of robbers and stuff going on and stuff like that. And you, had, you know, you had people out there gang banging and stuff. But it wasn't like it is now. You wasn't, it wasn't that many killings like okay. it is now. Okay. You know what I'm saying, and the thing too is, and like I tell people now, you know, I don't believe that we as as, as people is killing each other like they're saying we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's crazy. You know, wasn't no kids being killed like they're being killed now. Wasn't no babies being shot, and mamas and stuff. Okay. Stuff and daddies.
0: You know
1: what I'm saying? And you can't even walk out the street. You know? Yeah. And that's and that's the thing that people don't realize is that. Everybody, you know, back then, if if, you, if, you, if your, your mom was seeing me doing something wrong, she would come she she'd come out get me, whoop me. My dad was my mom and dad whoop me too. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it was, that's how the neighborhoods was. It was it was you know everybody took care of each other. Mm-hmm. It ain't like it is, now You know nobody took care of nobody. You know, ain't nobody really concerned about nobody. They are just trying to survive themselves. with All this craziness out there. But the thing too is that telling them. Brought some junk that, that was did to us that ain't never been did in history. That's why when we when, when uh, reparations came about, they took my lawyer and them, doing Flint Taylor, and all of them. They took they went to the UN with the cases with our depositions and, and brought it before them. That's when they that's when they said they torture in Chicago. That's when they first come out
0: all the way to so, the United Nations.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, but you can thank Conroy for that because that, Conroy later wrote a book, I mean, two little articles called uh, House of Screams and Screams on Deaf Ears. House you know of Screams
0: and that. Scream on Deaf Ears, okay.
1: Right. And that opened up a lot of doors, and, that's, and, that, and a lot of lawyers and stuff started seeing what was going on. They know about it, you know what I'm saying? And Conroy sent them out. But the thing of it is, they still didn't have no proof on it. So from 71. I would say seventy-two to uh, twenty to uh the uh one It wasn't. If, if you look all through that, you see you see all kind of cases. You know what I'm saying? That but but every case that Burge and them had, it was a torture there. Okay. and they blocked that. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, they come out with a law talking about they put a, a, a statute of limitation on, on. How can you have a statute of limitation on a murder? When I mean, ain't no statute such thing as a statute of limitation on murder? And that's what most of us was charged with. When when it was, when it was proven, because yeah, I went to court two times. I got a no proper cause at the at the um, murder hearing, and I got a and I got a straight out reversal from the appellate court in seventy three. I mean 70, 76. And but then you know they of they let me go there. And they come out with another law talk called accountability. Accountability means if you if you can if you've been uh, if you know about a crime that took place, then. They can take, you can get just as much time as the person that did. And that's what they use. Because all they come out doing RICO. But okay. the point is, what I'm saying is that we didn't have, we, we didn't have, we didn't have nothing uh, open to us until the, rep- the reparations came about. And then they had a, a case, the Wilson Brothers case, which was, I think, in 80, uh, 83, 84. They come out and, and they showed how they did them. Right. That mm-hmm. put, that that put the that put the whole that that, that was the domino effect, and a lot and a lot of cases came about then. And a lot of people started getting cut loose from eighty four and up, but the cases from from uh, from ninety one back, we didn't have no choice. You know what I'm saying? They like we, we, we come out with this set limitation of two years. So
0: you from know, the cases from ninety one and going right. further back. There was a statue of limitations where you couldn't even bring it bring it up
1: Right. yeah
0: okay and wow
1: they laid, they laid down and see the thing is because all of us you know we had the, the, the sad part about it every case after that like 81 82 all through there, they could get some action but we couldn't because we was the they actually butchered us in a sense because they did things up and they never been did to nobody
0: wow so then um you you talked about reparations and, and i know a lot of mm-hmm. folks have the impression that meant that uh torture survivors are now uh uh millionaires um no. is that the case
1: no that's not the, case. the they put a statute of limitation on on what they get. and we we wanted we wanted the uh the mayor and them uh granted us uh a hundred thousand dollars uh we got they put pro, they put programs in for us uh, of our families go to school to college and they put us through they uh they opened up pro, programs for us to uh get you know get a little help but the problem is is that they didn't uh the money that they gave us, a lot of them you know, went, went to, you know, if you had, if you if you, by you being locked up. You know, you, you couldn't take care of your kids. So the little money that guys would get to help them establish themselves a little bit, they took that and used that. state took that from them. You know what I'm saying? Wow. On, on welfare. You know? And the sad part is, you know, as far as us individually that didn't have nobody to come home to, they... Was at a down. there was a down town because then nobody, you know, there was no aid set out for us to come home to. There was no kind of support except for my families for us to come home to. And if you didn't have no family, you come right back out here to nothing.
0: So no, no employment, no employment, no housing, no transportation.
1: No housing, none of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't even get an ID card. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing jack. Your ID. Uh-huh. Driver's license and stuff like that. You right. can't even get
0: that. So then work. Then hold on. For okay. Well, everybody, we're listening. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then work. So, what about work and employment?
1: When you go to you go down the south, like when I went down for employment, I had uh, a friend of mine told me come down to the uh, this car shop, I mean this car place where he was, you know, they, they had to ride around the you know, sickly and handicapped, right? Yeah, and so you could mm-hmm. probably get the job there. You know, he spoke to me. I go there. They tell me I can't get the job because of two things. One, I ain't got no history, and no I'm driving history because I've been gone for thirty some years. Wow. So I said okay. Then and then they tell me that I can't get the job because I'm I'm out the penitentiary. You know, so I'm fresh out the penitentiary, and I got X on my back. So the, the opportunities that we would have tried to get a job, we couldn't get them because of the fact. Now you got to remember, I've been locked for thirty some years. And so when I go to get the job, I ain't got no no job history except the penitentiary, you know what I'm saying? And then they weren't supposed to use that, but they do, and they did, you see know what I'm saying? And just recently, they started cutting it back, but, you know, they stopped using it, but they still use it. Wow. So,
0: wow. Well, I've seen where it is like uh, a, more than 100 or something, I don't remember the figure, but the number of people was uh, 150 something, I think. And then one article even said 450 uh, people that this happened to, you know. Uh, But there was no, when they look at reparations, uh, some folks think and uh, people in the community and maybe even family members that there's going to be this big uh, windfall. And you said uh, a few people got $100,000, but not everybody not everybody and so um there is no no huge payoff or anything like that okay looks like uh already yeah internet went out so it's nothing like that okay Okay, Anthony, uh, I think we're back now. Yeah. All right. okay, okay, yeah, it went out for a second.
1: Glad. <laughs> yeah. go get <clears throat>
0: All right. So then, um, even, what about medical care?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. It's, it's... No, no.
1: Okay. 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 phone
0: yeah. yeah. the uh Yeah, the phone. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Um but with the internet now with everybody using it, it it becomes more and more difficult yeah yeah i see mm-hmm. sorry about that
1: yeah That's
0: okay okay so then uh when, when uh brothers or even sisters um and, and without mentioning any names were there women that this happened to as well
1: yes yes it was okay Women, they went, they, they like, you know, they did them worse
0: than they did wow. us. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's definitely something I don't think most people even talk about is what happened to women.
1: Right. And see, the thing, too, is, you know, they got, you know, you got one, a lot of women went to jail, got caught up in different cases and stuff, you know, and they put them through the same same thing we went through. They, they might not have went through exactly what they we went through, but they went through some torture themselves. Okay. And torture just don't mean that, you know, that you can sit, hit upside the head or something like that, torture when you mm-hmm. mentally and everything dissipates. So the bottom line is is that no matter how you, you know how you try to deal with it, it's only on an individual basis because what happened would what affect you might not affect them the same way. You know yeah. the person the same way. But the main thing is it affects all of us mentally, physically. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and how you you become paranoid, you become healthy, you become evil, you know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that what you did to you, and you know you didn't do nothing to cause them to do you like this, but they do you like this. Right. And that's what really hurts them. and that's what really eat it really eats at you because ain't nothing you can do when you're handcuffed and people don't know what they want to do to you. You see what I'm saying? Well and they, they, they got you the
0: advantage. Well, we we um and I appreciate you uh taking time to do this, brother we got two minutes. It gives us 30 minutes max. Uh, What would you want to say to um, the public or to other survivors?
1: The main thing is don't give up. Give some help to us. Uh, If you've got a a, a place that you can go and get help, then do that. But remember, we're here for you. We're going to always be here for you. So give us a chance to help you so you can help yourself. And that's the main thing. Don't give up keep fighting like we did and like we're doing. Okay.
0: You know, so please
1: stay with us and come to us. You know what I'm saying? Because the doors is always open to you.
0: Well, brother, I, I appreciate you doing that. Yeah.
1: All right? You know, my thing is, this: is I ain't got no trust because I know how I feel. I went through it. I'm a, a survivor, like I say. And each and every day I was through the same changes. I just, I just learned how to control them, brother.
0: Okay.
1: People like me that's helping us. I'd be lost. You know what I'm saying? So we all
0: lost. Amen. Brother. We people
1: like you, we help them you know, we straight. You know, cause y'all the one to keep us keep us focused. You know, on the right track so the wrong track.
0: Well, but brother, man, I get more out of it than I put into it, brother, because uh you guys encourage my heart, man. You know?
1: I that.
0: Yep. Well, this is uh Torture Survivors Speak. Uh it's real, folks. Uh, Men and women experienced torture, uh, state-sponsored torture by, uh, in this case, it was at the hands of uh, Chicago police. And uh, historically, you can look at it, uh, the John Burge case. You can also call the Chicago Torture Justice Center, 773-962-0395. And um, we're out. We just want to say thank you to Anthony Holmes.